welcome to another video games to the max. This is episode 136, and we are the official 41 Games Zone podcast. And I am your host Sean Grammer, and with me today, my co-host Mark Morrison. Howdy. All right. So, Mark, anything going on with you since this last week here? Order No Man's Sky, but it's not here yet. <laughs> Damn, internet taking too long. At least it's shipped to you, though. Yeah, but it's DHL, and I don't know how well they work. <laughs> uh, you'll probably get it not too... I mean, does it have a day where it says you're supposed to get it? Next Tuesday. <laughs> not too, man. Only a week after. Not, not bad. Could be worse, I guess. Like, a month after or something. <laughs> if it was a month after I'd be canceling that order. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we got we got some things brewing that we're already in the planning stages of. I won't. Uh, we'll, we'll leave that in the in the lurch for everybody until something is actually there. But at least we got uh, good things that coming along for this show and all the other shows and everything else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is one of those weeks where there's not a ton going on outside of the fact that No Man's Sky came out and everybody's sort of talking about No Man's Sky. Um, so hopefully next week we'll be able to have our discussion on that. Um, it does sound like there, I mean, it sort of lives up to the billing. There are a lot of, you know, the reviews are all talk great things about it, uh, People I've heard talking about it are positive about it. Kind of that it's slow starting, but once you figure it out, you know. Are you, uh, have you seen anything on it? Yeah, a lot of the stuff I've seen has been like, it's good for solo play, or if you just want like a, you know, a huge galaxy to explore, which I do. I don't really, you know, care about playing with other people. Like that doesn't interest me. Um,. Yeah, some stuff sounds weird, and they're, but they're adding a bunch of stuff later on, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think they were going to probably add, like, I guess, other ways for you to meet people. Well, more like uh, like base building they're adding. Uh, I think I guess that's, like, some other big feature that people want that they're throwing in there. So, it's like, fine. I like the idea of uh, you get to build your own base, you know, give you yeah, more personality. It, Kind of, but it, like the whole, I guess for me the whole point is you're you're traveling from planet to planet. Like unless you like a home base somewhere, and then at what point does that become kind of prohibitive? Like, oh, my home base is fifty light years away from where I am right now, so that'll take me two like two hours to get back out there. <laughs> yeah, like what if your home base gets attacked by someone? Like, well, you have a way to. Uh, Fast to travel. defend it or whatever, yeah. yeah. That's that's sort of a you know that's a big deal because if you're gonna have that be interactive and not just be something that like only you can look at, then you know they've got to make a way for you to be able to get back there uh, to defend it and everything else. But the uh, game looks real pretty, so that's all I really care about. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a good thing, of course. Uh, well, something that also should look really pretty is the PS Neo, or at least you think, anyway, at least as far as the games are concerned. Uh, they have, Sony has 
place September 7th as the date for the the event happening. Sounds... I mean, I get totally why they didn't reveal it at E3, but just to have a special event for this thing, does it make you think that there's going to be more attached to it than been rumored or anything? I, it'll probably be a little more powerful than what was suspected beforehand. Uh, I mean, it's probably not going to be as powerful as the Scorpio, but it might have like a small, more, like a bigger technology bump than it originally had. But... I mean, why not? I mean, they, they're in the dominant position, so to kind of afforded this. Uh, hopefully it has like, a different design. Like that, that'd be kind of cool. And, yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, I'd imagine it will look a little bit different so that there's a reason for you to sort of have a Neo outside of... So you can kind of distinguish the two. I it'll, think. Have a, it'll have a clear show. Yeah, I mean, even if it is a different color, I mean, it's still something so that you you know, okay, somebody walks in and you go, okay, well, this person is the Neo, you know. Um, I don't know if they'll want to do that, but I think you do kind of want to have a little bit of personalization for it so that, you know, uh, I mean, I, to me, when I buy something new, even if it is sort of the same – you know, because you're going to, even with the, the older times when you've had, like, the Slim and stuff, it still looks different than the original version. So, that's always a plus. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll be cool to see them running stuff on the Neo and be able to tell a difference. And, you know, eh, hopefully it doesn't affect them negatively because you know there's going to be those people that go, oh, my God, why is there another PS4 coming out and all that stuff, you know. I mean, you think you're going to get that after this announcement if you really showcase what the thing can do? Uh, I don't think so. because, Well, compared to the Xbox One, I doubt it because the Xbox One still has problems, even with the slim model. Like, uh, the way the hard drive is set up, for example, or like how laggy the interface is. So, mm-hmm. as, long as, as long as the PS4, as long as the Neo still has some of the like, as long as you can replace the hard drive in it, like, as easy as you can the current PS4, that's all I really care about. I mean, that, that's been a thing since, what, the PS2? So, I'm sure that that will not be touched, because that's one thing that Sony has been really good about, is that they give you a way to be able to change the hard drive yourself, DIY, so... It, maybe it'll have like a, the emotion engine chip so you can have PS3 backward compatibility. <laughs> I think that's wishful thinking there. If, if they did that, then everyone would get pissed. <laughs> yeah, and plus it would absolutely kill the PS Now thing. Yeah, but I don't know how, how successful that thing is. <laughs> I mean, didn't they just add more games to it like a couple of months ago? So they're still trying to... Yeah, but... Sony has a, had a long tradition of holding on to really, like, being obstinate about failing technology or services to the point of going, like, just please give it up already. <laughs> True. But they usually don't offer solution for that either. Um, yeah. We've seen what they do with the Vita. Just, hey, well, Vita's still there if you want to play indie games. And there'll be those people that will still make games for it. But, you know, don't expect anything else from us. <laughs> 
the uh, story of uh, the life of the Vita, pretty much. Uh, speaking of hard drives, though, the two terabyte hard drive, Xbox One, it's limited. Uh, which to me, that's uh, like if I'm wanting the Xbox One S, I'm wanting the one that has the biggest hard drive. From the get-go, kind of weird that they would just make that one the limited version and not the ones that have the smaller hard drive. It is in a tradition of Xbox One screw-ups. This this one to me is, is pretty up there, actually. Because you've, you already cannibalized Xbox One sales as it is. Like, with the old system. And I introduced the new model with a 2TB drive, but you made it limited, so once it runs out, it's out. Meanwhile, the Xbox, the one terabyte and five hundred gigabyte models aren't out yet. So, who's gonna make, like who's gonna buy it? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you do that when the one that you showcased at E three and everything else, you made it seem like there's only one model and it was a two terabyte hard drive, and then all of a sudden now there's different SKUs that have a 1 terabyte and a 500 gigabyte one. And I think all that people have been asking for is to have a bigger internal hard drive because a lot of people don't want to have the... I mean, it's not a big deal. Like, I bought the Seagate 2 terabyte one, and it's just really small, and it kind of hangs at the end of my Xbox One, and it's whatever, but there's a lot of people that don't want to have the external thing. Well, it takes up the USB port, and it adds Mm -hmm. extra, extra heat and... Just crap in the inner entertainment center or where you have your console. And the bummer about this whole thing is is the Xbox One S is really like shockingly easy to actually get into and like take apart. Mm-hmm. And you pop off the back cover the bottom cover and you have access to the hard drive right there. Right. Uh I mean you see some other stuff like the CPU or CPU fan and like the power supply and the Blu-ray drive, but if they just made it modular or just said like, you know, make it make the bottom part like two pieces and go here's the hard drive part. If you want to slide slide a new hard drive, go ahead. But since the original Xbox, they have not done that. Is are they worried about like just piracy or what? I mean, like I don't understand why. I mean, I, obviously, obviously, the 360, they made a killing selling the extra hard drives from Microsoft themselves. But Yeah, but they're not doing that with this one. Right. <laughs> I think for them, it, I honestly think it's just a matter of control. Like, they want to have control over all facets of this thing. Like, look at how you, had, you upgraded to Windows 10, like, the day of, and look how hard they were pushing that to, to people. Like, yeah. they like to control the messaging of crap. And it's kind of scary when you think about it. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, that's kind of, like you said, it's their their deal. Like, they are all about making sure that you understand, you will hey. Do we, you will do what we tell you. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, uh, they, they had me rushing home that night because I was like, oh, crap, I got 20 minutes to get here and... Yeah. And upgrade to Windows 10. And, and uh, But the, the thing about it is, even at like the Xbox One S that I, that I was talking about, they can probably open the bottom part. Even if you slide a new hard drive in, it won't work. Right, exactly. 
because you need the right firmware, and so yeah, it's just a hassle. Meanwhile, with the PS4, you slide a new hard drive, it goes, all right, format, let's go. Yeah, you go to their own, it's Sony's official website, you download the thing. I did it for my PS4, I wanted to do it for the PS3, but... You didn't even need to do that, you just literally slide the drive in. (laughs) No, you have to go get the actual, like, latest update. Oh. From their website, and and I, put it on a flash when drive. I saw I saw people doing that, I might have changed. Like I may, that may have been earlier then, but no, like the guy, all the guys that I saw, you had to go get the actual firmware from Sony's website. It's just a button you press, yeah, and then you put it on a flash drive. You put the flash drive in there, you upload the firmware, and yeah, it's not a big deal, you know. So. Uh, and then you could save all your save files to the cloud, too. Yeah, so, so it's pulling them back down. <laughs> right. All you had to do was basically reinstall your games unless you had an external drive that you pulled stuff from. But it's not a big deal. Like You just download them, and within a day or two, you got all your games already again. So, uh, I mean, for me, it just it makes too much sense with these things. Like, why would you want to get the least numbered one, especially with these, where you have to install everything? Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense, but... Like, if anything, the two terabyte model should have been the baseline, and then it should have gone up in hard drive space. Exactly. Uh, if you want... Yeah, like, two terabytes should have been the model you get, like what you showed at E3. Um... And then, if you want to get maybe the one terabyte, it's there. But the two terabyte should always have been there. And then, if you notice that people are not buying the one terabyte, that's the one that goes away, not the other way around. But ah, I'll leave it to Microsoft to do everything backwards. Um, yep. <laughs> I mean, we kind of did, did things differently on on the show here than uh, we normally do. Um, so I know you got. Uh, Headlander to review. Yeah. How's how's that? It's cool. It's a little Metroidvania game where you're a floating head in a jar and you can attach yourself to robot bodies who have like powered laser keys. Um and you're just trying to find out what happened to like your body and stop this evil AI guy. Um it's a little unstable. I'm playing it on PS4. I had a I've had it crash like twice. And I got stuck in a few areas where I had to, like, reset the game. <laughs> so, that's not great. But it has a really good art style, um, some good humor, some annoying areas in it, but they're okay, I guess. Like, this one area, you're in, like, a chess game, and it's, like, a nightmare to get around. And But, yeah, I mean, I like Metrovania's, and this is pretty much way up there. <laughs> Does the save feature auto save? Or like you didn't lose anything when that? No, no, it, it it check me it check uh, not checkmates uh, checkpoints pretty regularly. So like every room you enter, I think it auto saves. Ah, okay, that's good then. So you don't lose anything there. And I wish uh, there was like maps of the game up on like Game Fact or something because I'm missing. There's a ton of secrets in the game, and I just don't know how... Like, I found some of them. I found most of them so far, but there's a few of them I just don't know how to access, so I just want help with that. 
There's not a fact or anything. Okay, that's you. like not not that's organized the way I want it to be. Let's say that, and no, the fact that one I, the only fact I found is like I'm like four hours ahead of this person writing the facts. So, oh, that doesn't help you. <laughs> no. Like I'm I'm currently at like eighty percent done at the game. Oh, okay. And I'm like I have the mission right now to like go back to your home base and. I imagine that that's like the end of the game, so. Okay, yeah, so you're not you're not too far from finishing it then. No, but like I said, really cool art style, like good humor, like good aesthetic overall. Like it's like a weird seventies like robot future. <laughs> okay, that sounds cool. And like a lot of psychedelics are happening <laughs> and tie dye oh. and stuff like that. Oh, well, now you have me sold. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that stuff happening. Or, uh, Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's, it's short then? It's not... Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, going to be, like, a... It's not, like, Symphony of the Night, where you can spend, like, 50 hours playing it. Like, I spent six hours probably so far, and I've almost beat it. So, oh. it's... I think it's only 20 bucks online, maybe 15. Uh, arcade, not arcade... Adult Swim games made it, so yeah, not bad for one of one of the better offerings I've seen from them. <laughs> yeah, because I saw quite a few more that they were making uh, in that big. I think that was a thing that they were doing for uh, E3. Um, so that, that's good that they they have one that's sort of on the positive side. Well, they've had good games, but a lot of their games just. You get overloaded. <laughs> okay, I mean overloaded with just uh, like much. visual, yeah, visuals or they just throw so much crap at you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, this one doesn't like it. It, it like drops the, or you know doles out upgrades and stuff pretty intelligently. So that's always a plus. Uh having upgrades that, that are actually worth something. Yeah. Uh, so I played uh, and beat the first episode of Telltale Batman. Uh, I actually enjoyed it for what it is. Um, you know, it's, again, it's short, it's Telltale. So, you know, it, I know there's a lot of people that they are all about um, making sure that you can you just want to only play these games when they're all out there, and I can understand that point. Uh, you just want to be able to play through it in ten hours and be done and whatever. Um, you kind of get three you get the three versions of Batman in this game, which is what I enjoy. Uh, you get the hand to hand combat Batman, uh, and they they try to be as faithful as they can. I mean, obviously, they do have to slow it down a little bit because you still have to be able to do the arrow directions and and the button presses. Uh, so it's not like it's super speedy and there's a chance you're actually going to fail or anything. But there were times where they did do a few things too fast and there was like no way I was pressing a button that quick. Uh, but it didn't seem to really affect what I was doing in a negative way. So I don't know. Those might be just glitches or... Just be something of a slight me not paying attention right at that moment or whatever. But for the most part, the the combat stuff is actually pretty 
pretty good and, and it's fun. Um, the you also get to the majority of your time with the actual story is you as Bruce Wayne. Uh, so you know you get to see kind of Bruce Wayne's side of things and what he goes through, and you're trying to. This is that time where you're trying to get Harvey where Harvey Dent's running for election. So you're going through that story. Um, and uh, you get, uh, I mean, Alfred tells you a lot about he's worried about you. <laughs> so you'll get that. You'll get, uh, you'll get reminded quite a few times about the fact that he died or that his parents died. So if you have a problem with that, you know, that might be a little bit annoying for you. But the cool part that I thought was nice that they added in here is you do get to play Batman Detective. Um, And so you get to link up, you get to like basically recreate a crime scene uh, as part of part of the first episode. And I thought it was really fun. Like you get to link up certain things that happen and then he kind of goes through it like a detective trying to figure out what happened and whatever. And so you go to different parts and try to link up different parts so that eventually he, he reveals the crime scene. So I like the fact that they put in the different versions of Batman. So you sort of get in two hours, you get a complete version of if you've never, for some reason you're playing this game and you've never really got into Batman before or, you know, I don't know why they would think that you're not at least knowledgeable in some form about Batman uh, playing this, but... In case that you're not, in case you're just you're just a big Telltale fan and you just play anything that they they come out with, I think you get a nice shot of what you get out of Batman, what people like out of Batman in the two hours. So, for me, it was a good, I wouldn't say great, but it was a good first episode of Batman, uh, of the, the Telltale Batman thing. So, that's good, at least. Uh, How's the uh, voice acting? It's it's good. I mean, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say it's like it's a ringing you know, endorsement. awesome or whatever. But I didn't really notice anything that's like totally off. Like everybody's voices sounds like they should with the characters and stuff like that. You know, you meet some of the some other main characters in this first episode, so that's cool as well. Um, hopefully you'll get to meet more as the time goes on, but, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, the voice acting is kind of what it is. You're not, it's not Mark Hamill, it's not Kevin Conroy, but I think they did decent. Um, yeah, I just, that's pretty, uh, pretty much it on that. I did get to play, uh, they had a nice Capcom sale going on for the Xbox 360. Yes, I still have mine hooked up. And, you know, another people are going, why the hell would you still use a Netflix 360? Um, for stuff like this, when they have nice sales going on. Uh, they had, uh, I think it was like, all the Resident Evil games were on sale. Um, the Resident Evil 0 and 1 were still $11. Very Same thing like when the PS4 had them on sale not too long ago. So I did chose not to go that route. They had, I picked up Bionic Commando 1, because Rearmed was free for both PS, it's been free before on Xbox 360, and it's been free on PS3, so I have them on actually both systems, and so I had two, so I was like, oh, let's pick up one, it's like $3, 
And for everything was either anywhere from three dollars to five dollars that I picked up, but I got the DMC collection and DMC the reboot, uh, Darkstalkers Resurrection and Street Fighter Tekken, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Um, so for, for the prices that you're getting them at, I don't think they're they're bad, and they're I mean the DMC games are pretty hefty games, so. Um, didn't think that was a uh, bad. I've actually never. I've played bits and pieces of a of DMC one. I've never actually gotten to really play any of the Devil May Cry games. So I was sort did of you, like. Interested. Did you buy uh, DMC on Xbox 360 or Xbox One? All on Xbox 360. None of those games are actually backwards compatible. Well, so DMC yeah. one. No, there's a version of DMC one on Xbox One, and it's also yeah. on sale. <laughs> it was. How much was it on Xbox One? Uh, I can check real quick. Yeah, see, because it was like three ninety nine on the three sixty. So. Yeah, but they do they. Oh yeah, it's probably too much. It's nine bucks, but they it's actually did bad. did stuff to that like d- version to make it better. Uh, well. But if you like yeah. it, I mean, if you enjoy it, you can always go back to it and like, get it again later. <laughs> That's true. Uh Dark Souls Resurrection was okay. I mean, it's a sort of it's just a collect. It's pretty much like, isn't it like Dark Souls one and another game like mixed together? I think it's like one and I think there there might have been only two or three Dark Souls games, and I think it has either one or three or one and two. Um, but it's made by did by Iron Galaxy, and they do good port work, so. Yeah, and I like it mean, has uh, it has all those like weird side stuff, right? Like do mm-hmm. five fireballs and get more points and yeah, exactly that stuff. Uh, I mean, the fighting games it's the fighting game, so it's, your favorite it is it is what it is. I mean, you know, I I kind of just I got into the characters from playing the Project X Zone and stuff, so um, just playing the game is it's a uh, it's good. It's you know, if you crank up the difficulty, they actually give you a challenge. But I, I yeah, can co- I can find a cosplay as Felicia. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm uh, waiting on to do the cosplay. But uh, yeah, it's it's alright. Uh, but you know, speaking of, I actually game, may grab that. Yeah, it's not. It's I think it was like three seventy five. Uh to yeah. me, it's, from I checked, it was four bucks for me, but still. Oh, it's four fifty. Yeah, it is. yeah. But I mean, I think it's normally fifteen. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a bad. Uh, yeah, you say it was still saving like like seventy five percent, something like that. Uh, I mean, uh, Nintendo had to deal with two of their franchises getting fan made games made. Of and they them, were, they were big fans of both of them. <laughs> yes, uh, so big they, the Pokemon Uranium Uranium one, uh was knocked down in about 30 minutes. So it did not take long for uh, <clears throat> people to lose the ability to download that really quick. Um, apparently it includes 150 new po- I, I mean, I did watch this trailer. It includes like 150 new Pokemon. Where, uh, I, I should ask you, where, are those new sprites or are they just like repainted sprites? They sort of do look new. Okay, I, mean, I don't they, know. They don't look like 
They don't look like the Pokemon Pokemon that was already there. So is there like a blue Pikachu in there that, or something like that? But I didn't I didn't know. I don't know Pokemon that well. So the couple that you do get to see were sounded fine, and like they sort of upgraded the UI a bit and everything. And I mean, obviously the town is very much modeled around after the the towns in regular Pokemon, but. Uh, and they they liberally used the uh, music as well, so they 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 did uh, not cut all the corners, but you know they probably it's supposed to be made for nine years, so who knows? I thought it looked pretty impressive, like because they're never going to put that on you know a PC or home console, so yeah, I mean if it, do it, go ahead. <laughs> If it really was coming out on a 3DS, I think it would look fine. I mean, it looks like better than the other Game Boy games that are not the 3D ones. But obviously not as good as the 3D ones like X and Y and the Mega Ruby, uh, Mega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. But still pretty damn good for somebody. Uh, I don't know how long or how many people were involved in making that, but it, it looked pretty damn good. I have not actually seen the Metroid two uh fan made version um but uh it's called am2r and it has uh enhanced graphics from metroid zero mission and a better soundtrack so i've played it uh i didn't beat it or anything i've only played like an hour of it it has the gameplay from zero mission and that's what i kind of like about it oh that's good because i like zero mission too like the whole like hanging from ledges and stuff like that oh good and, you know, Metro, uh, Nintendo didn't do a damn thing when Metroid's 30th anniversary came out, so why not let this dude do it? Right? Yeah. Uh, the problem is they're not going to because they really... They can't profit off of it, really. So they're just going to kill it. Uh, which sucks, but I'm sure you can find it, you know, in the nether worlds of the internet if you want to. Uh... I don't know about the Pokemon one, because they killed that one pretty quick. I mean, I guess that guy could, once again, upload it to something. But... Well, I have it, so you're set. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, so, Dead Rising and Bioshock's remasters have release dates now. Uh, Dead Rising's remasters come out September 13th. Uh, each game is 20 bucks, or you can buy all of them for 50 Um Dead Rising 2 is missing the story DLC, though. Uh, I guess you'll have to make up a big stink, like with Marvel Ultimate Alliance, in order to get that, possibly. No, because this... I mean, it's peripheral story. It's like a prequel to Dead Rising 2 and kind of like a sequel. So, I mean, it's kind of annoying, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't impact the game one like thing. Like, the characters in... Of, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance did impact the game to, to a degree. Yeah, that's. I mean, that it does affect it where there's certain characters you can't have in there at all. That's that's kind of a bigger deal. I could see that. Uh, Bioshock also comes out September 13th. Yeah, <laughs> does not have a price. Um, but it will have video commentary from Ken Levine and Sean Robertson. I would assume it's anywhere from. 50 to 60. Yeah, I'd say probably 60. Those are still three really, really good games. and uh, They're worth owning if you've never had them. I mean, they have been... They've been 
done sales, sales, and sales for for these games. And Bioshock Infinite was also PS Plus. Uh, that's how I have it. Um, so there's a chance that if you still have a 360 or PS3 that you use, you can certainly get it cheaper. Get the original version cheaper if you want. But if you want it all in one package and get the remastered version, these are games I would consider getting. Anything on on your end for that? I hope to review the Bioshock one. <laughs> I'll give I'll give Adam the Dead Rising one, but I like Bioshock more. <laughs> Don't blame me on that one. That's where I would go as well. I'm not a big uh, Dead Rising person. Uh, Quantum Break, another Windows 10 game that appears on Steam, September 14th. Um, one I mean, day after. They, yeah, one day after. Um, that's that's good. Uh, you know, for the PC users, you can get it on Steam now, and uh, I'm sure, like you said, it will run better and everything. So, are well, you going to be getting it now? I'll probably ask for a review. Uh, I'm not probably giving it because they want people to review this guy, this version, and not the crappy Windows 10 version. Like, right. It doesn't require DirectX 12 or Windows 10. Like, You can run it on a Windows 7 system, which is nice. Uh, and since it's not locked to Windows 10, it's going to run better. Uh, yeah, awesome. Because I've heard from a lot of people that uh, you know they have issues running things on Windows 10. I, I actually still need to try to see how my games run on Steam on Windows 10, but like what games? Well, I mean, I don't even know what. Because if it's like pretty like low level stuff, that'll run fine. And it's not a problem with Windows 10 running games. It's a problem with Windows 10 running Windows 10 exclusive games. Oh well, I don't have any Windows 10 exclusive games, so yeah. <laughs> that like problem. I, I actually tried Killer Instinct, and that ran great on my laptop. I was surprised, but I know if I tried tried Quantum Break or like Rise of the Tomb Raider, it'd probably run like garbage. Would not be, yeah. No, yeah thing I is, oh, sorry, yeah. go on. Oh, I don't think I have anything that graphic intensive. Oh, no. So, but, yeah. Uh, what I was going to say, though, is when I, when I read, I think Quantum Break is going to be cheaper on Steam also. I think it's going to be 40 bucks instead of 60 Oh, well, that's awesome. That makes it worth the wait, then, for people who didn't buy it. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but I saw like a forty dollar price tag. I was like, "Yeah, that's that's about the right price." <laughs> uh, and the Buzz game developers, um, those are those trivia games, right? Yeah. Uh, they have closed after thirteen years of making games. They also made the Blue Toad Murder Files. I never played any of these games, so can't relate to that, but it always sucks to hear uh, developers closing down. Anything, yeah. Have you I, have you played any of this? Uh, I may get the Blue Toad Murder, Murder Files. They're on Steam. It's like five bucks sometime. Um, I liked Buzz Quiz World. Like, I have that copy still. Um, I wish... Uh, They'd made one for PS4. Like, that would have been nice. Uh, I just like trivia games like that, and I don't really like You Don't Know Jack, like that type of... That 
style of trivia, but a straight trivia game is fine, is good to me. Yeah, I mean, those are always fun to have, and uh, people making those, always uh, a plus for me. Um, Plus, I was was reading on their website, or like something about their the company that they were like one of the few developers that wasn't horrible to work for. <laughs> like they uh-huh. had no cr- they had no crunch time and they had weekends off and it was just like a nine to five job. And to most developers, that's like insane. <laughs> yeah, because uh, most of the time it's they treat you like crap and then they let you go. So. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it sucks for these guys that had so much fun making these games and then, you know, no longer. They made a bunch of them, too. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing about there being a lot of them out there. It's just I never got to really check them out. Like, that was a PS2 uh, franchise that made its way to PS3. And I'd say, all right. <laughs> so, Nintendo is going to uh, price cut several Wii U and 3DS games uh, starting on August 26th. 26, sorry. Um, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD will now be $20. Nintendo Land, I don't know why you would want that. Uh, Lego City Undercover, which is actually decent. Uh, Tamodachi Life, their, uh, that game for the, the 3DS. Uh, Lego City Undercover, the Chase Beat. Well, one of those is Wii U, one of those is... Uh, uh, 3DS, the Nintendogs, Cats, Golden Retriever, and New Friends for 3DS, yeah, just so ready for that, uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which isn't too bad, and uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, so, some good games in there, that you yeah. can get for $20 now, uh, and they're also going to release a new Super Mario 3D Land uh, bundle for the new 3DS for $150 with 3D Land pre-installed. 3D Land is actually a pretty good game. Uh, so if you have not gotten a... If you don't have a 3DS at all, um, which kind of seems unnecessary now with the NX, but, uh, you know, if you're not one of those that wants to buy the NX, like, straight off, and especially with the NX not having backwards compatibility, there are a lot of good games out there for the 3DS... And of course, the Dark Souls can play DS games. 150, not too bad for for that. Yeah, I mean, it's a Mario game, so those always are pretty well or do well. I mean, would you get a 3DS for that price? Or I mean, me personally, no, just because I don't handheld game that often. <laughs> like that's kind of, like I don't have a bus ride, and I don't like to just kind of curl up on a couch, and I don't even like to do it with my PSP. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's, plenty, there's plenty of 3DS games I'd like to play, like the Zelda games, and maybe Smash Brothers, stuff like that, but I mean, those are essentially console games just ported to like, a small device. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I already have a console, like... Yeah, you don't need uh you don't need the portable version of it. Like that's nice. That. That's the nice thing about some of the PSP games like Lumines was it was very quick, you know, in and out, or they're just simple ideas. 
not trying to navigate like a five floor dungeon juggling keys and the iron boots and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bethesda has said that they are actually looking into making NX games. So that's another third party developer that seems to be signed on here. I wonder um, if they just mean porting over Fallout 4 to this thing. <laughs> well, they're saying that it apparently goes by developer 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 basis. It's not Bethesda that just says, okay, all the games are going to show up on NX. But it's they are on it's it's on their radar and they're looking at it and you know if a developer says they want to make games for the NX so they'll, they'll do it so good news for Nintendo I'm I'm glad to hear that there's third parties lining up for this thing because that always hurts them when they don't have them but of course this is the thing everybody always lines up at first to try to get in and then if it doesn't do well well they're not uh they're not gonna stick around, you know. You think uh, Bethesda would actually do more than just make Fallout Four? Maybe port over Skyrim. <laughs> but they don't have that many games. First I'm off, not... Doom's not coming to that thing. You can be assured Dishonored of that. Dishonored too, maybe. Maybe not even that. I mean like, aside from Bayonetta 2 on the Wii U, like, what other violent games were there? And, uh, that whatever, the Dead something game, the one that was made by, uh, the guy that works on Dead or Alive, and... Oh, I know what game we're talking about, but The Devil's Third? Yes, Devil's Third, yes, that game. Uh, what good violence. Yeah, games. that game was, was bad, yeah. And I think they're shutting out the multiplayer service that game like this year, or like within like, yeah, I think it is this year. And that Would game just came surprised. out this year, so that should tell you something. <laughs> Telltale kind of teased that they might be making a Mr. Robot Telltale series. I've always been wanting to get into the show, and perhaps knowing that there is a game out there might get me to do it. Uh, what about you? Are you do you think this could actually be a interesting? Uh, I haven't seen the show. The only thing would be they need to get the voice cast for the show, obviously. Right. Yeah, that would uh, be uh, for me a plus that you have to do. I mean, in the past they've been pretty good about that, like Back to the Future, or at least they got like a good sound alike for like Marty. Um, but, yeah, I mean, why not? Now they just need to do, like, a burn notice Telltale game, bring back Bruce Campbell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure, I mean, even with that series being gone, you never know. Um, I I think, uh, I mean, right now Telltale has proven that they can sort of make anything into one of their games, so I'm not going to knock them if they want to do this because I think they've proven seriously that there was, there's been games that we thought oh no way and then Tales of the Borderlands winds up being one of the best ones ever so I'm I will certainly be have my uh, be reading and, and making sure seeing if this one's good just like uh, a few of these have already been 
Uh, Sony, you know, last week we talked about Ubisoft announcing Just Sing. Well, Sony not taking their time. Well, it's not Sony. It's somebody else. I don't know where this comes from. I guess this was at some point a franchise. Uh, but We Sing coming to the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, you can use up to four USB mics or eight via companion app, which turns your smartphone into a mic. Um, it'll have 30 songs and their videos. Um, and yeah, so looks like the singing karaoke games are coming back into the fold after the band games came back last year. Well, I don't know. They did super well, so why not? Hey, Rock Band is still out there and doing okay, so... Uh, now Microsoft can bring back Lips. <laughs> and Sony can bring back, uh... SingStar. SingStar, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be waiting for that. <laughs> Sing, I mean, SingStar, you, you can laugh about it, but SingStar was at least proper. Oh, no, I like SingStar, actually. Like, popular. Like, Lips bombed mm-hmm. hard. <laughs> oh, this was bad. Yeah, it's just, ugh. And Karaoke Revolution wasn't bad, either. It's just can harmonics. That, so they're not going to make it anymore. Yeah, harmonics moved on to rock band, and that became the thing, you know, so they didn't. They didn't have a need for Character Revolution because they basically put that in the rock band. But, yeah, I mean, like, I, I would like to see SingStar come back because that was actually a really good um, singing game. And the videos were very well done and everything else, so. I think that was some some developer out in Europe that I think either folded or is doing something else now. Like, I can look it up, but, yeah, I think they're doing, like, they did something else. Oh, well, that sucks. So the Chronicles of Narnia will move on and continue to be... uh, They're going to start with the silver chair at Sony. I don't know if they're going to try to do remakes of the ones that were already made by Disney. Um, I mean, the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe actually wasn't bad. After that, they kind of just got... they, They were not... They were not good. Um, this is so just I'm, like another desperate young adult novel ploy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it is, but you know, Chronicles Narnia has a name, so yeah, but so did Ender's Game, and yeah, I, I mean we've seen like the Divergent do well, and you know we know how well. Except, uh, I mean it's not anymore though. Like that's the thing is, the last Divergent movie is going to be a TV movie. Right, yeah, because it was that bad. And it's like, but, the bottom has fallen out, guys. I mean, get like, get over yourselves. Yeah, like, Hunger Games was one of those things that just hit at the right time, and well, it had, had like, a great cast. and Yeah, everything. charismatic actress, and, you know, like a novel enough plot at the time. I mean, it's just Battle Royale, but who cares? Right. Um, But, yeah, all these stupid ones, like... uh. The fifth wave. It's like, give me a break. The Percy Jackson stuff, the Narnia. Like, there was a reason why Disney stopped making it because they just were not. Yeah, not profitable. I mean, right. And, and the, there's twelve books in the series. Are you really going to make twelve movies? It's even like, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Like that yeah. is a. It's not young adult, obviously, but that is a supremely popular book series. 
They made a one movie that kind of bombed. So right. Guess what? They're not making any more of those. <laughs> There's plenty of books in the series left to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I guess Sony can try their hand and see if the silver chair is good, and if not, I guess don't make any more. <laughs> they gotta, they gotta save all their money for Ghostbusters too. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it even went through like. Disney made the first two, and then Fox took Voyage of the Dawn Shredder, and that thing bombed. Just, hold on, I have to uh, stick in my charger for my headset. It's fine. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, they're, they're expecting Twilight or Hunger Level, Hunger Games levels of excitement and profitability, and it's like, right. no... Like, like that's like essentially lightning in a bottle. So, and like they even milked those franchises for as much as they could. Like they're doing with Harry Potter now. Right, exactly. Yeah, they already had the new Harry Potter book and everything. So, it's like J.K. Rowling is like, I wipe my ass for five minutes, and here's a book. It's like, all right, we got we can we can make six movies out of this. Let's go, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's got the uh, beasts of whatever thing coming out too. That yeah. sort of has a sort of tie to Harry Potter. It's like a prequel, so. American prequel. <laughs> it's like okay, because that's what everyone wanted to see from the series, <laughs> right? Oh, you know, they're just gonna, um, they're gonna keep milking that thing until it just doesn't make any money. That's just how it is, and people will buy the books. So I guess why not? Uh, speaking of money, Sony is losing money on Ghostbusters, seventy million, in fact. And this probably means the sequel that Sony did say was happening probably won't happen now. Uh, probably for the better, because this movie was bad. Yeah, I didn't see it, so I'm not gonna. I can't judge it like on its quality. I can judge it by like what other reviewers I trust have said about it, and like the trailers. I don't care that it's for women in the roles like that. Mm-hmm. Who cares yeah. about that? It's the fart humor and, the, like, the lazy and bad jokes that right. got to me, at least in the trailer. And, yeah, it just looked terrible. Like, the original Ghostbusters looks like a better movie than this one. Well, I mean, the original Ghostbusters was actually a really good movie. I, but, I don't mean, uh, no, I don't mean, like, I don't, I don't mean, like, from a comedy perspective or anything like that. I mean, like... As a film, like this movie looked terrible. Like just cheap look. It actually looked cheap looking. I thought, and all the CGI looked terrible and like not convincing or scary. Yeah, and that's the thing too. You know, is that that's what they had to learn the hard way with Star Wars was sometimes going back in time to using practical effects is not bad. Yeah, like in Star know. Wars Episode Eight. I mean, it had CGI in it, yes, but it was done to enhance like the already the practical already like existing effects. That's what right. you want. You don't need to have like all the background is in CGI, so everyone's acting against a green screen. It's like, well, then everyone isn't acting against anything, so they have no investment in what's going on. Exactly. This, you know, at least you'll get the nostalgia people. If, uh, you know, and 
instead of the you get all these new people to watch the movie and they still don't care. You know, so uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Sometimes you got to bomb to figure it out. Um, they, if you would think that they just wouldn't make any more of these, but well, speaking only... about that, I was telling you about the, the Crow remake. They're trying to make for the past five years, seven years. Good Lord. Since, since Jason Lee died 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> Why? How You guys have tried so many times to make this movie. I, and it just dies every time you lose the lead actor, you lose the director, you lose this. Like, There's probably a reason for that, right? Like, just It's Jason Lee's curse. Ooh. No, yeah, just don't uh, do it. Like the first film, or the you know the first Crow film, that's it. <laughs> like, uh, aside from the fact that like Jason Lee died and it was twenty years ago, not thirty, but even if he didn't like die, that is still a good enough film. <laughs> like right. you could go back and remake Spawn, because Spawn was shit even back then. But the Crow, like it was done by a very good director at the time, good acting, good cinematography. Leave it alone. <laughs> uh, you know, they've just got to have this thing about remaking everything, it seems like. And they've and... made three Crow sequels, and they have been increased, they, they've been worse with each iteration. <laughs> the, the fourth is one of the best, like, worst movies you could ever see. <sighs> if you're a fan of Buffy or Angel, it's worth checking out. <laughs> Well, that's kind of sad because Buffy, Buffy and Angel are actually pretty good movies. Uh, no, or shows. Sorry. Well, it's star- the bad guy is uh, David Boreanaz, who's Angel. Ah, uh, okay. And if you think he chews scenery in Angel, he he goes above and beyond in this in the Crow Four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Well, if you love you some David Boreanaz, you get plenty of that. <laughs> that movie. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I have not seen this Luke Cage trailer, so you'll have to... Uh... I did. It looked good. It had a different vibe than like Jessica Jones or like Daredevil. Um, like a lot more street-level crime. Or not, not the stupid ninja crap in Daredevil. Um, it looked a lot more. I don't want to say black exploitation, but looked a lot more gaudy, maybe like urban, and that was kind of interesting. Like, there's a great, there's a great shot of, I guess, I'll assume the main bad guy. He's talking about like being the king, and in the behind him is a literal picture painting of a king wearing a throne. And he's perfectly silhouetted, like, to be wearing, like, the painted the painted crown. And I say, this is great. <laughs> so this is different than the one they showed at Comic-Con, right? Yeah, it's longer. It's about two and a half minutes long. Oh, okay. That's awesome. I'll have to check it out uh, for sure when, uh, when we get off of here. But, uh... The last thing I guess we'll, we'll talk about here is Suicide Squad breaking records, $135 million, breaking the previous August record of Guardians of the Galaxy making 94. So 
it's doing well money-wise, being not so well critical-wise, but... Well, here's the thing. It, it proves two adages, really. One, that marketing does make it the movie. Mm. Uh, and two, uh, it, it'll be interesting when Guardians 2 comes out compared to Suicide Squad 2. Like, which is going to make more? Yeah. I would bet Guardians 2 because it didn't leave a sour taste in the in the mouths of many people who saw it. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, it's all I keep hearing is people saying, oh, I didn't like this, I didn't like that. There's also people saying that just the media has a DC against DC bias. So, well, I don't know the, if that's... You know. the, there's two things I saw. One is that the film... Like, there's a director's cut of it out there somewhere, and it's a lot different from the actual film they released. Like, uh, seems to be the theme for DC. The th- well, yeah, but like some the guys who did the Suicide Squad trailer like recut the movie, and it's like the trailer people cut this movie. No wonder, like, it's full of like pop songs and like flashbacks and. Like, crap that makes, barely makes no sense. Like, that's the thing I've heard a lot of, is, like, the film barely makes sense because it's, like, two films jammed into one. And it's like, yeah, that that's what you get. <laughs> uh, oh, there was something else I was going to, like, rail about. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a friend who, like, looked at all of the DC movies versus like Marvel movies as like far as like rating like re- critical reviews go and he went back like 40 years mm. and it's not that D- like the like movie reviews are biased against DC it's that they make worse films <laughs> yeah except for the Batman films yeah for the most part and even like the first one was kind of shaky on that one and the third one, for that matter, like it's only Batman two that people like, <laughs> or Dark Knight two, I should say. But yeah, that's true. Well, and uh, the uh, the Tim Burton Batman's. Yeah, but it's like when DC releases crap like Catwoman, Jonah Hex. Uh it's like, what do you really expect? Oh, he did some other ones too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Marvel Marvel releases the occasional bad film as well, but it's not been a part of their big cinematic universe because they're just trying trying to force the issue like uh, DC has. Yeah, you know, well, because DC just wanted to get into the race and not take the time to actually build everything up. Yeah. So. That's just uh, how it is, you know. Sadly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, I think that's pretty much all we had, unless you have something. Well, I was going to say, like, yeah, like, the last, here are the last uh, six DC movies, okay? Let. 
Suicide Squad, Batman vs Superman, Man of Steel, The Dark Knight Rises, Green Lantern, and Jonah Hex. Oof. And except for one of those, they're all under sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Yikes! Not good. Yeah. And it, the, the the fun, the ironic thing is, is DC does a better job with their like not mainstream comics or not not mainstream DC movies, like A History of Violence or V for Vendetta. <laughs> oh boy! Well, yeah, and I very much enjoyed V for Vendetta actually. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought it was really funny actually. <laughs> Yeah, I loved it. I, well, not just funny, just I thought it was a great commentary on things and uh, now, verbal acted and everything else. There's a super great inside joke in that movie. Want me to tell you tell you it? Yeah, go ahead. It's been a while. The main bad guy is, I think, Adam Sutter, I think is the character's name. And he's played by John Hurt. Uh, and John Hurt was... He played Winston... Uh, uh, Winston Smith in the film version of 1984. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. So he went from, like, being, like, the everyman or, like, the oppressed, oppressed, uh, minority, or, yeah, minority or something to, like, the big brother, essentially. <laughs> nice. He's not a bad doctor either. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm sitting here fading out. <laughs> no, I'm sitting, I'm having to read something here and they're uh, sending me things. I don't know why they they send all this information that they want you to send, and they could just spell, they could uh, certainly uh, write it a lot easier, but. <laughs> Whatever on their part. Um, all right, uh, yeah, just that's it for this week. Uh, not a whole lot of news out there, but again, you know, you never know what a week brings. We'll definitely be able to talk about No Man's Sky next week. Um, not a whole lot on the release front. Uh, you do get uh, Metroid Federation Force, so that leads to my top five being the top five Metroid games. Uh, the old fourth you see from last week that I did not get to post will, will be out on Friday. Um, and then the top five will get posted whenever they feel like it, whether it's, they post it on a Saturday or they just wait till Monday or whatever. Um, what was your top eight this week? Top eight worst people in gaming. I'll see. Finally got a list down for that. Yeah. Uh, hey, you should definitely read that. It's, you know, it. So, who did you sort of uh, pick and choose for? Uh, let's see. Gabe Newell was one of them. Um, Randy Pitchford. Yeah. Uh, Kaiji Inafune. David Cage. Um, Dennis Dyack. And Bobby Kotick. And I think the number one was uh, Kegamasi Kazuki from Konami. Can't complain about that, man. He he ruined Konami. Damn it. Pretty much. 
Uh, and I get my requirements for the list are basically like they have to actually be in game development that is current. Right. <laughs> so like you, you and some other people suggested Anita Sarkeesian, and I'm like, yeah, she's she's terrible, but she's not like a game developer. So what do you want? <laughs> Too bad. I should do I should do like a top eight worst media people or something like that. There you go. People ruining the game industry. Kotaku number one. Uh, uh, Mr. Kotaku. <laughs> yeah. You're also going to get Uno for the PS, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I'm sure that's not going to be too bad. It's just Uno. Uh, Conception 2 Child of the Stars finally coming to PC. I'm sure there's people just waiting for that thing. Uh, and Bound, which is actually an indie game that I'm uh, looking to check out. It's from David Jaffe from... Guys, the guy that used to make God of War, um, and from the video I've seen, it's a very interesting concept that they use uh, for that game. Uh, so I think people should have that on their radar. Uh, the Bound game, a PS4 only. Uh, if you know you were on another system, wondering where that was from, but yeah, all right, that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, be sure to check us out next week. Now Wednesday nights live or pretty much Thursday morning period uh, on demand will be there for your listening pleasure uh, be sure to check out all the other shows on the WTM network uh, you know give them a listen with you like wrestling football fantasy football pretty soon uh, and uh, even even a culture podcast as well as out there so all right um, later everybody later <laughs>